today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's talk about what's happening here in town with our court system. With the sudden passing of uh, justice and the reassignment of another for wearing the uh, Made America Great Again hat, we all know all about that controversy, uh, an already strained court system in the city is even more strained right now, and there's the possibility that a number of cases could just get tossed out. That's not a good thing. That's not how the system is supposed to work. Let's uh, bring Jeff Manishin into the discussion, criminal lawyer with Ross and McBride here in town, of course, former Crown Attorney as well, and always a welcome guest here on the Bill Kelly Show. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? Great, Bill. How are you? Good. Uh, you know these numbers already, but and I know in the past you and I have talked about the system on a, on a province-wide basis right now, but maybe you could uh, comment about what is happening here in Hamilton right now. Sure, but I should say, Bill, in terms of the numbers, no, I, I uh, don't keep track of that sort of thing. I, it's a bigger picture for me, and what I'll look at is to hear about whether there have been any cases thrown out in Hamilton because of an individual's right to be tried within a reasonable period of time having been infringed. And I have to tell you, it's very rare. It's very rare. All right, let's put this in context for those who uh, may not know as much about this as, as some that, that maybe have had dealings with this. And this is really, uh, this this pressure to, to get things done in an expeditious manner is based on something they call the Jordan decision. Let's talk about that. Sure, we'll even go farther back in time to okay, than sure. that, Bill. The origin of it is this. Under Section 11B of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, everybody has the right to be tried within a reasonable period of time. And under Section 24.1 of the Charter, if it's found that somebody's rights are infringed or denied, then the court can fashion such remedy as it considers to be just and appropriate in the circumstances. And if we went back 25, 30 years, how is that interpreted? If you had cases that took too long to get to trial, courts imposed a stay of proceedings, halted the proceedings. And you might remember many years back a case called Askov. Askov was a case out of Brampton where the Supreme Court of Canada ultimately said that for a standard kind of case that's not unusually complex or long, it shouldn't take more than eight to ten months to get to trial. So you had cases that took a year to get to trial that were being thrown out, basically across the board, and there was a huge hue and cry. And over time, the court revised that decision and revised the test to determine when somebody's right to be tried within a reasonable period of time had infringed or denied. Let me ask you, just on that point, uh, that, that initial ruling of 8 to 10 months to, is a reasonable, quote-unquote, reasonable time. Uh, from your experience, it was it reasonable? It, it should have been. Our problem was this in, in Brampton, which was an enormously overburdened jurisdiction. You had cases that were dragging on for years. And, yeah, I don't think, you know, for a standard type of case, let's take an assault case or a drinking and driving case. From the time of arrest till trial, 8 to 10 months should be plenty. Um, because you have a certain period of time where the individual needs to be able to get a lawyer, the lawyer needs to get disclosure. But, I mean, to, to say that if you had a case that was going to take a couple of hours, we're set to go to, to set a date for trial, from that point on, six months should be plenty. So, you know, you don't, it's a stress for somebody to have to live with the charge hanging over their head. And as well, society likes to be able to see things resolved in an efficient kind of way. But, of course, as we've all, we have talked in the past, uh, Bill, the issue of resources whether it's courthouse facility, whether it's crowns, whether it's police doing the things they need to do to get all the reports in and disclosure out via the crown's office, whether it's court resources, sufficient judges, those are all things that constrain the system and did significantly in Brampton. But it, to your point, though, 
uh, you know, you say something simple, and, and, I, and I guess there's no such thing as a really simple, but maybe less complex like a drinking and driving charge as opposed to something like an assault or, or a murder or attempted murder cause. Are, are they stale, uh, no matter what it is, are they measured by the same metric? In other words, the same pressure is applied to them? Well, back uh, with the ask of decisions, certainly for longer cases, you know, more complex cases, and it was considered to have some element of flexibility. I should say, too, by the way, Bill, assault cases can be fairly straightforward. You may well have two witnesses. Drinking and driving cases get into all kinds of complex technical issues with respect to the charter. They actually can take considerably longer. So anyway, let's go back in our history lesson. So that was ASCOV, and then it was backed off, and there was a whole complex series of steps that then had to be considered in a case called Moran, where they took a, take a look at how much was considered to be neutral intake time that time for the individual to get a lawyer, that time for the lawyer to be able to get up to speed on the case and get the disclosure, and so forth. Um, in addition, they take a look at what were the restrictions on the individual's liberty, what was the prejudice he or she suffered as a result of a case being around for a long period of time. Um, they will take a look at the inherent time requirements in the case, how much would be figured that it should take. There were a whole series of different steps, and, and you'd have to sort of add in what's our total amount of time and then reduce certain time if the defense waived delay or didn't push for an early trial date, or bail conditions if the defense didn't apply to have those potentially uh, uh, modified. Or what was the stage where the defense would look, we're ready to go to trial, and when would the defense have been ready to go to trial? So think of it as a whole bunch of math in and then reduce things out. And it was a complicated process. But it still led to cases being thrown out once you went through all that math. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.